Houston, filling in for Emily Hines, who attends Houston City Council meetings and takes notes, and now I am sharing those notes with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on August 9th, 2023. First up, the mayor's report. UNICEF has named Houston the first child-friendly city in the United States. The Vision Zero annual report is out today. Vision Zero is Houston's plan to end traffic death and serious injuries on the road by 2030. Houston's youth poetry team, Metaphor Houston, won the National Brave New Voices Slam, a top honor. Congrats to the team. Regarding the court action and media attention around the Food Not Bombs case, Mayor Turner affirmed that Houston, quote, is the model for how to address homelessness. He accused Food Not Bombs of manipulating the media to make it seem like the city is insensitive. He pointed to the city's partnership with Bread of Life that offers free meals near the Central Library where Food Not Bombs operate, but said Food Not Bombs has refused to collaborate. He said the downtown library needs to remain accessible to all and, quote, the citations will continue. While discussing HISD's closure of some school libraries, Turner evoked segregation-era, quote, separate but not equal, in quote, facilities. He said, quote, black and brown students should not have to go to school where there are no libraries, end quote. Next week is break week. No council meeting. Moving on to some agenda items, item 9 approved $6.7 million on soundproofing for homes near George Bush Intercontinental Airport. Item 16 approved $97,000 or fire boots for the Houston Fire Department. Item 17 approved $1.2 million for EMS supplies for HFD. Items 23 and 24 approved forgivable loans to support affordable housing in District D and H. Item 25 accepted a $1.5 million grant from the state for homeless programs. Item 26 and 27 approved $40 million in total to rebuild the fire stations at both airports. Mayor Turner said, quote, I want to underscore what we are doing for firefighters, the fire department, and ultimately for the city as a whole, end quote. Item 28 approved $54,000 for technical rescue and water strike team training at Oklahoma State University for HFD, basically dangerous water rescue type stuff. This caught my eye because on the agenda it's called a settlement, and I was like, wait, is OSU suing us? That would be interesting, but it is not so. From the support document, there was some lack of clarity regarding the total number of employees attending, which isn't that exciting, but also made me LOL. Guesstimating happens to the best of us. And then comes back to bite us in the butt. Item 30 approved the city's bid to host the 2028 Republican National Convention. Council members Robert Gallegos of District I and Abby Kamen of District C both argued against because the Texas Republican Party asserts that Texas has the right to secede, is blatantly anti-LGBTQIA+, denies climate change, and so much more. Councilmember Gallegos read a statement from Kamen because she is homesick with COVID-19. I wish her a swift recovery. Mayor Turner said he might not agree with the Republican platform, but if the city pursues hosting the DNC or any convention for that matter, we don't get to deny the RNC because that would be hypocritical. Councilmember Gallegos voted no, the item passed. This means the that Houston First has the authority to pursue the contract. Two Houston First reps spoke after the vote. They said, quote, Our business is to try to bring as much convention business, as much focus on the city as possible. End quote. 
Item 33 increased the contract with the Harris Center from $920,000 to $1.1 million for operating the 911 Mental Health Crisis Call Diversion Program. Item 43 approved a public hearing on Wednesday, August 23rd at 9 a.m. on the standards of care that Parks and Rec uses to operate after-school enrichment programs. I want to focus on item 44, or the curious tale of the missing financial policy guideline document and other tales. My first instinct was to call much ado about nothing on item 44, but upon reflection, I don't think that would be right. Item 44 would have amended some of the city's financial policies, a fairly routine item. Two snags came up, though. Snag 1. Councilmember at large Sally Alcorn admitted that the amendment to the item, with mostly typographical corrections, was finalized pretty last minute. She qualified this by saying that she sent this amendment to the administration last week, but did not hear back until this morning. Councilmember Ed Pollard of District J claimed that he did not receive the updated item at all and motioned to delay so that everyone has more time to review. Snag 2. In her remarks, Councilmember Alcorn brought up a 40-page document that the administration referenced in an Economic Development Committee meeting on May 31st, a document that supposedly guides financial policy. She wanted assurance that when the document is finished, Council will be able to review. Mayor Turner was real cagey about this. He kept saying that even he has not seen the document, which seems absurd considering it's supposed to be guiding financial policy, in my opinion. Councilmembers Alcorn and Amy Peck of District A both reiterated that the document is real because it was presented to them at that economic development meeting, and they both thought it was odd that Council did not have access to it. Mayor Turner jokingly kept repeating how easy he is on this item, encouraging council members to delay the vote even for another four months, which means it would not come again until after he leaves office. I found his joking manner frankly offensive to council members who were doing their due diligence to thoroughly review items, which is, by the way, their job. Councilmember Pollard stuck with his motion to delay for two weeks, so this will come back on August 23rd. Finally, the councilmember pop off. There are so many back-to-school events that I'm not going to list them individually. I recommend signing up for your council member's newsletter and following them on social media for that information. Councilmember Pollard shared successes on the cleanup of the Bissonette Corridor and thanked one safe Houston and one clean Houston for helping. Councilmember Carolyn Evans-Shabaz of District D wants to reevaluate HPD's pursuit policy, which often puts people in danger because of reckless cop driving. Councilmember Mary Nan Huffman of District G shared the final event of her summer movie series this Friday, uh, August 11th, at Ray Miller Park. The movie is The Descendants. And that's it. That was the meeting. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We have one new one. Yay. Thank you, AJ Voraman. And if you think this project is worth supporting, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. You will get a shout out on this very podcast. Also, thanks to ACLU Texas for their support. This podcast has music by Joe Wozni, and it was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. For Emily Hines, I'm Connor Clifton, and we both thank you for listening.